Hey guys, welcome to Big Face. Sammy Jane here, your host, um, extraordinaire, or whatever. <laughs> um, so uh, I just wanted to give you guys a heads up about this week's episode. Uh, you've actually seen and heard this guest on my show before, Mr. John O'Connor. Uh, but this is an episode uh, and an interview that was recorded before the COVID pandemic. Um, as you, if you guys have been following the last couple of weeks, uh, I decided to air some of the older episodes that I recorded before all this happened. And for a while, I didn't want to air them because uh, I felt like they didn't have a place. But in listening back, I think uh, they're pretty beautiful and they still hold up for us as humans and us as creatives. And uh, I thought, hey, uh, now is as good a time as any for us to hear um, all these words. Because even though the world's a little bit different right now, um, we're still human. We're still trying to figure out how to do what we love. And um, God willing, the world is going to go back to, uh, I don't know if it'll ever be what it was, but uh, I think we'll be able to be out and about at some point. So anyway, this is Mr. John O'Connor, comedian, podcaster of a Spectacular Show uh, at Spectacular Show Pod. You'll hear him. But this was, guys, I just want to share with you, this was my test interview. This was before I started doing any other interviews. He was my guinea pig. He was the pusher for me to start this uh, podcast and YouTube show. And this was a practice interview just to get the nerves out to see if I had it in me. And you know what? Like I've said before, guys, it's worth taking the risk. He pushed me and this was a practice one. And for the first one I ever tried to do, uh, I don't think it's too bad, man. And I think that's partly because of uh, the guy that I was interviewing. He's he's a pretty good dude. He made it comfortable and uh, we just had fun. So I hope you guys have fun too. I hope you enjoy it. And uh, love you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for uh, being with me. It makes all the difference. All right, guys, enjoy. See you soon. And now, this week's edition of Big Face with your host, Samantha Jane Tilton. Hey, welcome to Big Face with Sammy Jane Tilton, my guest tonight is comedian and podcaster, John Joseph O'Connor. Bring it in, bring it in, bring it in. Welcome, my man. Thank you for including my middle name. Like I'm in trouble with my mom. <laughs> You're in trouble with me tonight and always. The f I'm a minute in and I'm getting scolded. <laughs> I'm such a bitch. I just can't help it. Uh, I love you anyway. Welcome to my show. I am really happy to be here on your show. I, I bet you are. I can't wait to listen back to your show. You and are. And tell all my friends about it. That's, <laughs> tell all my friends. Yeah, you're like a little kid. No, I'm going to go and I'm going to tell all my friends. I'm going to grab people by the throat and be like, listen to my girlfriend's <laughs> podcast right now. She's awesome and I love her. I don't care if we're in church. You fucking download it. Gotcha's in everything. Oh, hi. Hi. So, all right, what are we going to talk about tonight? You tell me. Well, first thing that I would like to talk about with you that you don't talk about enough. I'm just going to say it. You, mm -hmm. you don't. You flat out don't talk about it enough. So you have a podcast. I do. Tell me a little bit about that, will you? <laughs> Swear to God, anytime I'm with this guy, I'm walking around. You like are the, my best promoter. It is any thing he spends 
you spend so much of your weeks, so many hours of your time not sleeping, dedicated to this thing that you mm-hmm. believe in, that you love doing, mm-hmm. that is new for you, that you're excited about. And whenever anybody talks to you about you, you never mention it. <laughs> you mention everything else. I think I just forget. <laughs> I know it's bad, but I do. I just forget to tell people about it. I don't it. believe that. Maybe it's my own thing, too, that I don't realize. Maybe I don't want to sound braggy or I I don't know. Anytime. <clears throat> How do I say this? I feel like anytime it, you know, it's like someone who's writing a book and they've been writing it for like five years and they're mm-hmm. like, well, in my book, it's like, you're never going to fucking read. I'm not going to read your book. <laughs> you go home and smoke weed or drink and then you write eight sentences and cry about some ex-girlfriend and this is, n- I'm never going to read you a book. It's not a book. This is a diary. Which, a diary. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but I don't like to be like, oh, I was writing in my diary last night. <laughs> Except the difference is that this yeah. isn't like a, a cum-stained piece of paper under your mattress. It's not. It's a podcast that is out in the world that, if I'm not mistaken, people are listening to in other countries, in other states. If they haven't downloaded in China, lots of people have gone to look at it. Am I correct? Well, I don't – that's – yes and no. Okay. Explain. So one day in China I had 20 visits on a – on my podcast 20 unique hits on the podcast's website mm-hmm. but that seems really strange to me that out of nowhere one day randomly 20 individual people would go to the podcast website and it's 20 different individual people as far as i know because i think if you you know, like if I want, for instance, if I wanted people to bump up the numbers, I could just be like, hey, go click on this website 10 times from yeah. today and I'd be getting hundreds of hits, which yeah. I don't think it works that way. I think it's unique, unique hits, meaning like every 24 hours, whatever the cycle of time is, a unique IP address. I wonder if it was one person clicking on 20 of the different episodes. I mean, maybe it I mean, could have been, but they didn't download any. That's the problem. Okay. 20 people were like, screw this. But Somewhere in China, yeah. someone somehow got to your podcast. Someone did. I've had. It's funny because I, I, I don't really have any marketing or anything for the show. So aside from Instagram, uh, spectacular show pod and me. <laughs> yes, and you. Thank you again. <laughs> but spectacular show pod on Instagram. Spectacular show P O D. The thing is, I don't advertise anywhere. So anybody that. It listens to the podcast, heard about it from their friend, yeah. or they just found it by accident, randomly. And San Jose. That's it's kind of cool to log into the website, you know, the the back end of it, and look at all the numbers yeah. and just be like, who? I don't know anyone in San Jose. I technically know two people in San Jose, but. They don't know who I am or where I am anymore. And so we'll explain that when John logs into the back numbers, you know, when he sees on the website, there's people in Portland, Oregon. There's people in San Jose in California yeah. that, are, that are following, that you are listening. C- you can see the particular service I use, which is called Podomatic. They – other services may offer this too. I think they do. Mm-hmm. But, like, if you have Podomatic, you can go into the back end and kind of look at 
all right, I've got X amount of downloads today or X amount of downloads in this time frame. And then you can click on the geography to see where the people were that downloaded it. So I can tell that Portland, Oregon, I have people that listen there. I can tell that San Jose, I have people that listen there. And it's really weird. It's all over the country. New York and Boston. I mean, I'm from Boston, live in New York. Those are obviously going to be my two biggest markets, right? But I don't know anybody in Raleigh, North Carolina. I don't know anybody in Wichita, Kansas. I don't know anybody in San Jose or Portland, Oregon or yeah. whatever. And people every week, there are people, someone there listens to the show. It's, it's really cool to know that. I, I was going to say, that's it's maybe the coolest way to get found out is – Yes, there's advertising. There's there's people that you can pay to get your name out there. But the people that are getting to know you, it's pretty much word of mouth. It's pretty much, yeah. you know, somehow, some way it caught on. And that's pretty cool. So I want to go further with this. So tell us about your podcast. Okay. It is, am I correct in that it is all you? Other than, so you interview people, right? What is the premise of your podcast? It's predominantly me. So basically the podcast, I do two levels a week. I do Tuesday, I do a dash one level. And when you're like, level, what do you mean? Well, remember Super Mario Brothers, how mm -hmm. the levels were one dash one, yes. one dash two, and so on? Uh -huh. Every week, it's a new level. And every level is two parts. So on Tuesday- What made you do that? Why'd you name it that way? Just because it's easier that I think it's easier to because the reason specifically a few things. One, I love video games. Two, the way I do the podcast is it's almost always two episodes per week. And so far, and this is what I hope to achieve with the podcast, every week or every level, it's the same person on both episodes. Got it. So the Dash 1 level is a – it's more than just an interview. It's mm -hmm. a fake late-night show. So there's an intro song and an introduction, and I, quote-unquote, come out and do a monologue, <laughs> and I just have a bunch of jokes, and then you put, like, a laugh track to it and all this other stuff to make it sound like it's a late-night show. And then – And once, when you say you put, a, you put a laugh track to it and yeah. you, quote-unquote, do a monologue – what that really means is that you put laugh tracks and you write and do yes. these monologues and characters. Yeah. I do everything. I do have one friend of mine, Rick Canavan, who just over the past few weeks, he's like, do you mind if I contribute some monologue jokes? And I was like, I would love that. It would make my job a lot easier. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, so I do credit him every week since uh, he's started writing me some monologue That's jokes, awesome. which is great. Every late night host has a team of writers you know it's just me and rick so far so and it's been all you for all these weeks yeah yeah writing and doing all of this yes and rick just started helping me which is hugely helpful Freaking so awesome. um so i we do the monologue i edit all of that together uh I, I mean i don't you know i do it in pieces i record the whole thing in pieces but then i have like one thing i'm a huge fan of i remember i don't know why but ever since i was a little kid especially when i was a little kid we didn't have cable, so we just had local, local television, uh, you know, antenna style. But we like me one, now. <laughs> exactly. One thing I love though is I love low budget, terrible ads. I there's I don't know why I think it's because I grew up like in summertime 
watching, you know, daytime television at one between, you know, let's call it 1230 when the, the 12 o'clock news ends until <laughs> three o'clock when cartoons come back on. You've got like two and a half hours of just terrible daytime TV. Yep. And it's usually reruns of old shows or whatever, you know. And I remember just these local furniture ads or local lawyers and these things. I remember them to this day. I remember the ads and they were all, some of them were so shitty. There was this guy, if you Google him, just YouTube his ads. They're so funny. There was a guy in the New, in the New England area, primarily Boston, who had ads for a company called Dean's Home Furniture. Oh, you've shared that one with me. And it's, hi, I'm Dean from Dean's Home Furniture. We got the dresser, the bedspread, even the box mattress, all just $4.99. Can they beat my underprices? I doubt it. You know, like, he just was this... I doubt he it. He was just this, like, uh, marionette. Like, he was like a guy on strings with this... Je- he looked like he was on crystal meth. His fucking face was so wired back. Like, I, I doubt it. It's like, am I going to come into your kid's home and suck out their soul? Probably. Can you stop me? I doubt it. He was a lunatic. And I'm watching this, like, in between episodes of Perfect Strangers at, like, 1.30 in the afternoon on a Tuesday in the summer. And it's like, you want to come to my store and work here? I doubt it. Yeah, no shit. You're a maniac. You got to kill my kids. So, anyway, oh. one thing I like to do on Spectacular Show, which is the name of my pod. I don't know if we said it yet. Yeah, did we say it? I'm not sure. That's know. probably good to know, people. It's Spectacular Show. Spectacular Show. It's available everywhere except for Stitcher. I don't know what it is. I got to figure that out. I wish you everywhere could else. Out what Stitcher is. So um, good. But we're on the, we're it good. should be available everywhere else. But if it's not, send an email to spectacularshowpod at gmail.com and let me know, and I'll get it set up wherever you need it set up. But basically, it's like I said, late night fake show. So every week, because of my love for these terrible, horrible local advertisements, I make fake advertisements that play during the show. So usually, I I usually do a couple a week. It's hard to do more than a few with my schedule. Yep. But I usually, I at least usually add at least a couple in there per week. So it goes, you know, intro monologue, fake ad. And then a guest. And the guest that I have is a real person. They're an actor. They're a director. They're a musician. They're a comedian. They're, you know, whatever. Yeah. And I just talked to them a little bit. I For the first three episodes, I did not use this formula. But someone told me this, and I think it works much better. So starting with episode four. Was it the Superman? Shauna. Yes. yes. My friend Shauna, who is an actress uh, or actor. I don't want to get in trouble for saying actress. <laughs> Which I've had happen before. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. I used a word that's perfectly functional. Although I've always called myself an actor, and people have always asked me, "You're not an actress." Eh. And I am always like, "This is my whole like for a million years." And I'm always like, "Why did I say actor? I'm not even aware of it. It's just it's a thing. I don't care whether I say actor. I just say actor." I'm also not attaching anything to the word other than the idea that you're an actor. And the idea of not using a, a gender-specific yeah. idea is so new that I'm also fine with, and I'll eventually do it. But it's like all of a sudden one day I'm supposed to throw out thirty-something yeah. years of pre-programmed <laughs> bullshit, and I'm just supposed to be like, ah, oh, there's a new thing today. We don't use the word the. Fuck you. I'm gonna talk about whatever. Anyway, so 
I have actors, actresses, directors, directresses, whatever it is, I have them on. You mean it in, in goodwill. There you I go. do mean it in goodwill. I don't want to upset anybody. It's just a matter of like, give me, I'm, I'm fine with what anything anybody wants to do more just or less. Just tell me, I'll do it. I just don't always know. Just also understand this, this like window of gra- this grace period I need to have in order to get my shit in line. I think that's, that's all. I think that's fair. I don't think I'm asking too much. I'm no. all for you, whatever you want to do. Just let me eventually slowly give up those words which I'm not even thinking about. Let me get there. Let me get there. That's all. I'm I'm 100% behind whatever anybody wants to do. That's good. That's good. So starting with Shauna's episode, I switched it up where now the episode, the dash one on Tuesday is all about the person. Right. You're an actor. How'd you start? How, you know, what inspires you? Who are your favorites? Mm -hmm. What should we see? That kind of stuff. And then I usually have – I've changed up the formula a little bit. I have some more fake ads. I have a – usually a, a fake guest where I will interview a completely artificial person or thing. And – That you that dreamed I, up. I made up, yeah. Sometimes <laughs> I interviewed a straw recently. Crazy straw. It was a crazy straw, crying? yeah. <laughs> Do is all over the place. <laughs> the thing is, I'll just say, you you said sometimes you do a couple commercials. It depends, and you're varying it. What I do like, I'll say this, and then I'll let you continue about your podcast, is that you have such a high standard for comedy in general and for yourself completely – so even though you'll like, maybe that's why you don't push your podcast. You know, like you hold your own. You can be proud of what you do. But you, even when things are so good, you like your standard is just so high. Ah, so yeah, so if you're going to, if you're planning on doing, let's say you want to do four commercials, right? Mm-hmm. If they're not up to par to where you believe that they should be, you're not going to do four. You'd rather do two if they're going to be at better level. Well, yes and no. And okay. that's the thing. I fully admit that I don't really think anybody's funny. So it's it's one of those no things. No one. Nobody. And I don't mean that, but it's one of those things where. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. The amount of things that I see work or get laughs or whatever, I'm always amazed. Like that's, I can't believe people are laughing at that. And that sounds like I'm being cynical and I'm not. No. It's just like I'm trying too hard a lot of the time. And I don't. When I say I'm trying too hard, I don't, I don't mean to be uh, saying something like, "Oh, I'm so good at this. I got to dumb it." That's not at all what I mean. I, I what I this. what I do mean is that I'm always trying to. Nothing's ever good enough, and that's one thing that is that's a, a flaw of mine. I have gone a long time in my life without creating things because in my mind they won't be good enough. Mm-hmm. And what this has forced me to do is there comes this point where I know the commercial or the fake commercial or whatever it may be, the monologue, whatever it is, is not up to what I want it to be. But I, I, it doesn't matter. I have to put it out. And by committing to that, it just forces output. So whether it's up to your standard or not, if you've put an honest effort into it and it's still not good enough, doesn't matter. People want content. That's yeah. the world we live in now. Yeah. 
podcasts now, are f- now, now. Yeah. Yep. Podcasts are predominantly free and people it's a comfort thing. People like to have their podcast on at the gym or in the yard working or just at work or on the train or whatever it might be. So there are people that listen to a podcast and it may be a guilty pleasure of theirs. It may be something they genuinely really look forward to every yeah. week. So for me, yeah, it's almost never good enough. But at the same time, it, I have to just go, this has to be done now yep. and make it and put it out and put my name on it and put it out the door. And even though it's not what I ultimately would love for it to be or hope for it to be, having a job and having a relationship and only having so much time to do it in, it just forces you to go, this is good enough and just kick it out the door. I think think that that is so much with all creative endeavors to throw out perfection. Because whenever trying to achieve it, that's when you're just doomed. You just and you you're just doomed because it's never going to be perfect. It will never be perfect, and oftentimes imperfect things are better. To me, the best. Yeah, the absolute best. So, so, so let me ask you. So mm-hmm. you have your podcast now. Yeah. And you've had it for it's been out for how long? It's been recent. It's not. It came out October eighth. Okay. And since then, I've done predominantly two episodes a week there were two particular weeks where where i did three um one i i had a guest bail at the last second so i had to had you on which was wonderful which was wonderful we did the warp zone not on me but yes that you had me on yes yes it was wonderful (laughs) but we had the review of three movies yeah um miyazaki animated films from studio ghibli and we just talked about those, and that was great. That was wonderful. To and be, to, I've ne- I had never seen any of them. That was a great opportunity for me to see them and then get to discuss them. It was awesome. Yeah, and I, I, you know, people reacted well to it, so that yeah. was cool. It was it was a little disruption to the formula of the show, which is, you know, every yeah. week two episodes. But and then we had one. We did a watch along episode together. We did Great Pumpkin. Yes. And we Charlie watched Brown. along and said one, two, three, play and. If you want to watch it with us, you can watch it with us. And that, that cool. episode got a bunch of downloads. So That was really cool. Yeah. I started listening to that. It was wonderful. And one thing I wanted to say yeah, is please. we never got to the other part of the formula. That's exactly what I was just going okay. to say. I, said, did we, I was just about to say, did we ever finish that? So we did do a few weeks where it was three episodes, yes. and it kind of broke from the formula. But aside from the late night show, which lately, like I said, I, I kind of threw the guests out. They'll come back. But it's just a matter of some day, some weeks I'm just like, I don't want to talk to a fake guest. I want to do something else. Yeah. So instead I, you know, the past couple of weeks I made a fake movie trailer. I made a fake song, that kind of stuff. That's on Tuesday. And then on Thursday, the same guest, the real guest from the show, we have another interview with them. And we discuss the entire episode is devoted to something they want to talk about, mm. whether it's a book, movie, TV show. Um, you know, it could be a sporting event. It could yeah. be a video game. It could anything, anything they want. They pick a thing. The, I do ask them, like, could it be something I'm familiar with so we can talk and it's not just you? <laughs> no, John, um, no. <laughs> and people are usually receptive. They pick a, they give me a list of stuff and we yeah. pick something and settle on it. And we talk about it. Okay. Uh, that one, there's no, you know, c- comedy extra content. It's okay. just a straight up podcast. Although there's you to it, so there's a little kind of... Well, you know, we make jokes and stuff, sure, (laughs) but there's no, like, extra sketches or anything like that, so... 
And I like it because it gives people it gives people a podcast every week, but almost as a bonus episode, it gives yeah. people like this fake late night comedy show. You also, I, I mean, I've seen that you also do your research. So like there are things that you maybe have seen that you can discuss, but then you rewatch them or replay them or whatever. The oh, thing is. for sure. Yes. If I, it depends on what it is. If I have not, if it's a movie or, you know, a video game or something, I'll revisit it leading up to the interview. If it's the movie, I'll watch it that day or the day before. If it's a video game, I'll, you know, I'll leave myself enough time yeah. to play it again before I talk about it. Some people are like, let's play Red Dead Redemption 2. And I'm like, I would love to play that, but I don't have 100 <laughs> hours. Can we Can we just not? Yeah, today? let's pick another game. Even though I would love to. I've never even played it. You know, I played yeah, the first yeah. one, and I love the first one was so good. Really? And I know the second one will be excellent. Yeah. But I don't, I don't have 100 hours. Yep. I wish I did. It's a commitment, man, for, for, for an episode. I'm certain it would be worth every second, yeah. but I just don't have the time. Yeah. I don't have the time. I might be able to play it an hour a day. Who wants to spend a hundred days? <laughs> it's like give me give me three, four weeks where I could cram it all in like a psycho. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot, man. Yeah. One thing I really, really like is that it's not all about you. No. And while I I love hearing about you. It shows a lot about who you are. You're very considerate. You care to hear about other people. You care to talk about, think about, take time to appreciate what they do. That's pretty much the essence of your podcast. Aside from you doing the creative pieces of it, of creating stuff to make other people laugh, make other people happy, make other people think. It's really about getting to know another person. And yeah. that's... And I think that that says a lot about you, in my opinion. I just had to say that. Well, thank you. It's true. I mean, I the truth is I had this idea for Spectacular Show. You know, I did stand-up comedy for a while. I still do it, not as much as I used to, but I, I had the idea for Spectacular Show a long time ago, a few years ago at least, but it was – you know, how am I going to put on this live fake late night show mm -hmm. with ridiculous, silly stuff? And I don't have a band. I don't I don't have a room. I don't have a band. I don't have people. I don't have an audience. I don't have guests. I don't have the time or the money or the energy to create fake costumes or all that. I don't have any of those things. Yeah. And then and I wanted to make a podcast. So then the idea was just like, well, what if you just make spectacular show a podcast and it'll just be audio and people can fill in their own vision of it and i liked the idea and i thought all right i'll try to make this happen and you know i researched different editing programs yeah. and all of those things i found websites that i could pay for sound effects and those kind of things so i could make sure that I wasn't going to get sued for yeah. using something. I got a guy that I know who was just on my podcast, PG Boo. I had him. <laughs> that's his name, PG Boo. Is PG Boo really? Music. Uh, I had awesome. him do music for the show. So everything about the show is ours. I mean, some of the sounds or some of the fake music or whatever, that came from a you know a website yeah. that I paid right. to, and it's, you know, use any of this for commercial 
use. Yeah, absolutely. Once you pay for this membership, you can use this for whatever I mean, you want. It would, well, it take you a lifetime to create every sound. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. and, and, and like horseshoes, and like you of know, course, all of those things would be a nightmare <laughs> yeah. to have to replicate yeah, no, myself. You have to get it from somewhere. But I, you know, I I put a lot of time and effort into researching it, and and I'm still learning. I learn every week. I learn something new. Um, but it's been. It's been rewarding at least to have people tell me they like it. To get a random text from a friend of mine who will just have in quotes one of the things I said on the podcast and then have three skulls show up like, oh, I'm dead, I'm dead. from this line, you know. Uh, that's, you know, that's nice to, because I, I do yeah. put a lot of time in. It's funny. I basically put out two podcasts a week. Yeah. So whenever I hear friends of mine like, oh, I've got to edit the podcast, I'm like, do you? <laughs> do you have to edit your podcast, which is just you sitting there talking to someone? Do you have to edit it? Do you have to drop music at the front and the back and then call it a day? Is that what you have to do? It's my ass. No, <laughs> I'm no, editing in claps and laughs. You no, know how many times? Oh. No fingers pointed at me at all there. <laughs> None at all. Well, the thing is, you haven't complained about it yet, so you're off the hook. But I'll get there, and then yeah. you can smack me. No, I would never do that. <laughs> so, do you love your podcast? And I, and that's a big statement, but do you love that you have it? That I love that it? I have it, and I love that I'm making something every week. Ultimately, do I think what I put out is up to... For instance, if I had no job and I were getting paid to make the podcast mm -hmm. as opposed to doing it in my free time, yeah. I feel like the podcast would be infinitely better. Fair. If I just because I don't, you know, I'd have an extra 30, 40 hours a week to work on it. Right. I could make something really supreme comparatively to what I put out now. That's just what I think. But am I happy I, here's the thing. This is the first thing in my life I've ever been like, I am happy to put my name on this. That pretty much is a lot. Um, I'm cool with it. Yeah. Uh, uh, I do tell – I know I don't tell enough people about it, but I do tell people about it. Yeah. And it's one of those things where some of it is really dumb, and I'm actually very happy with that. I want some of it to be really dumb and really silly and really zany, like a cartoon quality zany. Yes. I mean, I would love – the thing is you say dumb. I would – Sometimes dumb is great. Yes, but the thing is is dumb also is at a base level of like – like there is absolutely no effort or like thought to dumb. And the thing is is that even if you – your stuff, if you – purposely put it across as dumb it is so intelligent what you put in to make it that way so i wouldn't yeah. say it is dumb it's silly it's silly and zany and it's but yeah. it's intelligent i mean you okay so this brings some of it yes. is intelligent i think yes some of it okay not enough of it but some of it sure look if i i'm I, not mad about it any of it i write i direct i act I could make a movie right here. Would it be a bazillion times better if I had a big studio behind me that would pay for the sets and the costumes right. and that I didn't have to direct it and like fix my own makeup and all that stuff and somebody to run the camera and I didn't have to keep running back and forth? Yeah, that would probably be a gazillion times better. But you're doing it all yourself. 
more or less. I have had a few people, you included, do voices for me, which is supremely helpful because there are only so many voices a person can do. So yeah. I try to mix them up every week if it's a fake ad or a fake guest or whatever. That's partly why I interviewed yeah. the straw. It's like I've only got so many voices I can do. Yeah. I've got to have somebody else do the talking here. So I've had people. I've had you. I've had my friend Josh Tobin. Yeah. I think maybe some other people. But that's I've had them do voices for some of the ads or some of the characters or whatever, which is so helpful. Because is, I've only got so much that I can do physically, you know, which, without sounding the exact same over and over. And that's the other thing is trying to make the characters or the ads or whatever. I Trying to make them sound not like me is a challenge. Of course it is. Yeah. But it's so funny because you gave like a shout out to me and Josh and – but otherwise – and yes, and your friend Rick has now given you a couple of jokes and you credit him. But you – I really honestly, since I've listened to this, since I've known this, I don't think there's been many other voices that I, I can even think about. I think it might just be you and Josh. Yes. So, and you're yeah. you're like, yeah, and other people help me. It's like, okay, that's nice for you to give credit, but man, you've been doing this a lot. You've yeah. been doing all of it. So I'm just saying. So I want to ask you. So, all right, you made your podcast. You started doing stand-up. Mm-hmm. How long did you stand up for? Tell me that. And then when did you start the podcast? It's October, but how I've, long did you stand up before that? I've been on and off with stand up since 2003. Okay. Now, on and off, I say that because, like, when I started, I, just the idea that, like, the first night I did it, I did very well. If I had not done so well, I probably would not have gone back. And it wasn't that I had great jokes, but I was supremely confident the first night I did it because I went to, like, the Sunday night amateur night, and there were eight or nine people in front of me, and most of them bombed. <laughs> most of them. And I just remember being in the audience thinking, like, I've got – there's 50 people here. I've got 14 of them. I've never done this, but I know I'm going to do better than this person. I know it. And I and I did. I smashed my first set. But it also backfired horribly because then in my mind I was great at stand-up. And it's like, no, you just – you came off the, the king, bench and man. you went four for four. Fine, but that doesn't mean you're like the best baseball player ever. Yeah. But I didn't, you know, I was very, I think like a lot of comedians, but I was very insecure, really, really delusional, which I think you probably need to be to be a stand-up at any rate. But um, so I did it for those first few years. If I did a few shows a year, well, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a comedian, you know, it's like, no, you're not. You did five shows this year. That does not make you a comedian. And nowadays... You've been doing it all this many years, and you have your own podcast, and I'll say, can I call you a comedian? And you're like, nah. You still won't give yourself the label comedian. I Well, no, I don't. And I don't because I think if you're a comedian, you should be doing it as a profession, even if it's a even if it's a supplemental profession. I, there, were, there was a period of about two years where I was a comedian, yeah. I would say. Okay. Uh, you know, I... Rhode Island is where I predominantly 
got good. Mm. And it's a very small market, and it was one of those things where I lived in Attleboro, Massachusetts, which is a city right on the Rhode Island border. And I was doing these shows where I could drive, you know, an hour with traffic to Boston, pay to park, go do work the door the whole night, sit, see people, tear tickets, Mm. and I'd get five to ten minutes on on a show. Or I could drive 35 minutes, not pay to park, and be getting like 25 bucks to do a a hosting gig or, you know, 50 bucks to do a middle spot or what, you know, it, it just was one of those things where I had more freedom in Rhode Island and there were fewer, it was more of the wild west in terms of comedy, there was there was not the same rigidity that there was in Boston. Boston was so much more competitive. Yeah. That city, I mean, yeah, New York yeah. City is like that. But I, I just started doing Rhode Island, and eventually, because it's such a small market, you only have to be better than like thirty people mm-hmm. to be a club comedian. You know, I I became this comedian that in Rhode Island I could, for the most part, walk into any club or show, and there there aren't that many, but. I could kind of walk into any one and be like, is it okay if I do a spot? And unless it was a club, if it was just some open mic or some booked show, they were, oh, please. They were like thrilled that I was there. That's great. It was cool. But, That's and amazing. I, there was about a year and a half or two years that I, I went to, I was out every night and I went to every show I could go to. And I just went, can I do a spot? And I got told no probably five or six times in that two year frame because. They didn't have room, yeah. and that happens sometimes. Yeah, yeah. But every other night I asked, I got up. Some nights I'd be like, "Do as much time as you want." I would do forty-five minutes at like a, on like a Tuesday in the summer at like a Portuguese restaurant in Fall River, Massachusetts, because I could. And there'd be eight people there. But if I did forty-five minutes and got two gigantic laughs on two things, I knew those two things are gonna be monster shit at the club. What? Okay. So you talk about you went out on Tuesday night. Like what, I went out every night. What what drove you? What made you go like what made you decide I'm gonna be a comic, I'm gonna go out there and like that before you went on that first night, what the hell made you all of a sudden go, I'm gonna put my life out there? Like well this? I I always loved stand up since I was a kid. I thought it I just loved to laugh. I, I just thought it was the best thing and watching people make people laugh i mean who doesn't want to be funny who's like nah fuck funny people it's like oh you don't like enjoying yourself i mean i hate laughing i, I, I hate know smiling to be honest it's, it's <sighs> i can't believe we're together it's just like dude that's, we can cut all that out if you it, like it actually makes me really happy because it makes me cry so much yeah the, that's the way i my like favorite. my women just bawling uh <laughs> Not bawling B-A-L-L either. B-A-W-L. I mean like crying. I don't mean like living large. I'm talking crying because they're not bawling with two L's. So, I am I'm your perfect woman. Yes. She loves to cry. I love that she does. I enjoy the tears. I drink them in a glass. Turns them on. I'm just going to oh, say Oh, man. I got to stop talking about it. But oh, Professionalism. Come on, man. So what drove you? So you but loved I loved – I just always loved stand-up, and enough people told me throughout high school and college and then even after, like, you've got to—you should be a comedian. I don't know how many people told me that in my life, but a lot of people told me that. 
And it got to the point where I always wanted to try it, and I just didn't have the guts. And I had this girlfriend at the time who really pushed me to be like, nah, do something you're scared of, do whatever. And so I did. She convinced me to do it, and I did it, and it went very well. And, you know, then there were ups and downs throughout it, but, you know, there was a period there where I, I feel like there was a period where I was a, a pretty good comedian. Not great, not awesome, but I was pretty good, pretty decent. On your standards, which which I'm, sure. gonna, I'm, I'm thinking is a little bit better than, than what you would say, but but I'll take your word. Fair enough. That's- I think I was, I'll say this, I'm, comfort- I'm very comfortable saying this. I feel like I was a comedian where if you went to a comedy club and you didn't know who I was, but you watched the show, for the most part, the audience was going to go home happy. I feel very comfortable saying that. That's, I think that's, I'm, I'm glad you can say that because I'm sure that that's the case. No, I don't think I deserved um, living in the lap of luxury or, no, I don't think I deserved my own special or anything like yeah. that. But yeah, if you but were going to go out to a comedy. starting out. like Sure. But if you're going to go out to a comedy show and watch a comedy show, yes, I feel like I would deliver. And yeah, maybe you didn't like me, but that's any comedian. So you love comedy since you were little. You yes. Always. What was it? Everyone always told you were funny. Like what comedians when you were younger would you watch that you were like? Ah. The ones I remember when it comes to watching stand up, specifically the ones that I remember are Louis Anderson, hmm. who always basically talked about his family and uh, Sinbad who didn't just talk about his family. But to this day, I think Sinbad is one of the most underrated comedians ever. He's, I think... You always say that. So supremely funny. And he's clean. He's just this big, goofy, likable, I think, brilliant comedian. Mm I just I can't sing his praises enough. I think he's one of the funniest people I've ever seen in my life. He just is likable, and even when he's acting, I think he's really, really funny. I haven't se- I haven't seen him since I was younger. Like, what did he used to be in? I, he was he in, in a, like uh, a different world. A different, I was that was say, his big breakthrough yep. thing. Yes, but he. I yes. used to rent. I used to go to the video store and rent his stand up comedy mm. because you know. My mom was not, my parents weren't very strict, but they also, there were certain stuff I just couldn't watch or see or whatever. So Sinbad passed the test. I could watch as much of Sinbad as I mm. wanted. So I used to rent the same act. I think it was Atlanta. I forget the name of the special. But there's one of him where he's like, I think it's Atlanta, Georgia. And he is doing a set. And he, in particular, there's one bit he does about going to college. And he just said, because, you know, you, you do laundry different when you're in college. And he said, at home, we have whites and we have delicates and we have colors. College, dirty! <laughs> <laughs> this pile's dirty. This pile's funky. Dirty, we can wear again. Funky, that's in a class all its own. And I think that is one of the funniest things I've ever heard in my life. Dirty we can wear again. That's a fucking brilliant line. That is so 
punishingly <laughs> dirty. We can wear again is such a punishingly funny line. It's so good. You're very big with your words, like and and like the way that things punch or sound and how many words you like. Certain. Well, I try to explain too, like it. The idea of there being like. First of all, I just said the word like. I say like all the time, and I hate it because it. I feel like it makes me sound unintelligent. But which you're not, but I understand that because I I've tried to get out of the habit of saying that word. It's hard. It's hard. It is culture, and it. It's just. It's a. Uh, to me, it's, it's a, a shortcut. Yeah, it's a. It's, it's a just a. Filler. Let me go from A to B, but I'm going to take a shortcut yeah. through the alley. I don't like it. Say the real sentence, Same John. Thing is, um, um, um. Yeah. It's all this bull bull crap things yeah it's like um so it's hard oh, what was i just saying before that you were saying so about the how many oh, words, words to punch yeah. the idea of like trimming i just said like again the idea of trimming fat off of a joke so that there's not even a wasted word the idea where if you say a joke if you take one word out of the joke the joke no longer works if your whole act is like that you're going to be a monster performer. But even the idea of sounds. My buddy Brian had this joke about Top Gun, and he said something about... I don't remember the joke, but the punchline was going to be, I'm going to be Iceman. No, for, pardon me. First he said, I'm going to be Goose. And then he said, no, I'm going to be Iceman. And he wanted to switch to Iceman, and I said, no, keep it as Goose, because it's the same exact joke. Right. You're going to be a different person. Yeah, they're different people, but like, again, like, but. <laughs> now it's in your head, you're not going to be able to stop yeah. it. Yep. But the idea is you want to get to the reveal of the joke. You want the surprise. You want the payoff, the punchline, to be as clean of an execution as it possibly can be. Mm. So if you say Iceman, it takes you two different sounds to get to the funny part. Mm. Whereas if you say Goose, it takes you Great. one sound. Yeah. And the word Goose, it's almost the word Goof. It's very close to the word Goof. It's a funnier sounding word. Uh -huh. And even though it's just a little teeny thing that makes it like mathematically yeah. funnier, it's still funnier. So you should still lean hard into Goose as opposed to Iceman. Unless Iceman has some kind of contextual payoff. Right, right. If you can get the laugh with two sounds or you can get the laugh with one sound, get the laugh with one sound. It seems, and that's, that's something that from experience and like the way that your brain thinks is just, I, I could never know that. That's the thing is that, and is that from experience? Is that just watching things? Is that I think the way your brain works? I think it's everything. I think it's, it's doing it for a while. I think it's watching enough other comedians talking about stripping anything you don't need out of the act. You've, you've shared with me before. And I want to ask you, you've shared that like comedian friends and whatnot, They'll ask you, you know, like they'll tell you a joke and you'll like kind of noodle it around in your head and you're like, try like this. Mm -hmm. And it they'll come back to you and they'll say, you're right. <sighs> that, Sometimes. That 
okay, that's happened a bunch of times. Would you say that your writing skills for comedy, do you think you think, do you think like, how do I phrase this right? Do you think that you think like a comedic writer? Like, do you think, um, I think this is what I think. What do you think, John Joseph? I'm not necessarily the strongest joke writer. Okay. I don't think I'm bad at it, but I don't think I'm great at it. However, if somebody gives me a few pieces and they say, stitch this together and make it work, that I do think I'm great at. I'm great at taking something and making it into a cohesive story You're making it with a payoff. That's a lot of – that's, you know – for me, I love structure. I love I love to watch a comedian that starts in a place, they divert for basically the whole show, and then at the end there's this giant payoff that they've brought you back to. I love that. Yeah. And that's not that's kind of one man showish. That's not necessarily straight stand up. There yeah. are a lot of comedians where they go up and it's like, I got this new car. Bang, 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 bang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twenty jokes about the car. So then my girlfriend said, bang, 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 yeah, and that's yep. it. And it's just bit after bit after bit, joke after joke after joke, yep. which I appreciate because that is what I really feel I lack in. But if I do think if somebody gives me a few pieces and says, can you put this in order? Yes. Yeah. I think I can. It's kind of – and that's the thing. You, you kind of – you said structure, and I think that that's the way your brain – like you see the bigger – you say this you say this phrase a lot actually. Mm -hmm. You're like I can see the matrix or you said that to me about things and I feel like that's how you you can kind of see the matrix of things. You can see the bigger picture and you can piece it together. Well, I want to just be clear. In the matrix when Neo sees the matrix, he is a god in the I don't want anyone <laughs> to think that I'm like I'm a god. This bores me. Sorry what I mean if I to throw say that is, away. I know you definitely do not think he does yeah, not think like that at I all. I just mean to say that I said that. Now I when said, I, I feel like you can think, see the matrix. Part of it, though, is the way I watch comedy. I used to just sit back and let it happen. Now I'm too busy trying to decode it as I'm watching it a lot of the time. Hmm. So when someone is doing a joke, if I know the punchline before they got there, I'm like, nah, like, nah, I heard that one yeah. or I saw that one coming or whatever. There are comedians – Plenty of them, but there are comedians that I never see it coming. And I there's a kid named Matt Donaher who lives in L.A. He's a funny kid. He was from Boston. I say kid. He's like 30-something. But he, <laughs> time and again, had such original jokes. You'd be watching his act, and it was just so, so original. And they were the jokes were so well-written. He would pull the rug out from under you. A few times per set, and I always admired that. I thought that was excellent. Wow. Yeah. What do you want from, if you could have it any which way going forward? You've, you're doing spectacular show. That's your podcast. You're enjoying that process. Of course, you'd like, you'd like more to add to that. You'd like more support with that. You'd like to be it, to be everything that it could be. Where from here? What would you ideally? What would you want to? What would you want to happen? Spectacular show would become an actual show where I could 
do anything I want. I had a budget where it's like, I want donuts fighting on the show. I want two samurai donuts chopping each other. And then there's jelly gushing out like, like as if the donut is dying. And then the crowd, which I have already advised before they got there to dress up as zombies, the crowd comes out of the seats and eats the donuts like zombies. <laughs> That's what I would want. And it would all be on camera. So, so like late night show, like exactly. Late as- night show, but I would want it to have the freedom of a cartoon. That's what I would want. I would want it to be the kind of show where absolutely anything Anything. could happen. You have no idea what you're getting into every time you go there. I would want it where I'm doing a monologue and ninjas crash through the windows and I have to fight my way out and then keep hitting punchlines between knocking off ninjas. I would want animals to run through the studio. I would want it to be completely wild, completely... I would still want it to have some structure. The other thing, though, is I would love it because... Ultimately, what I would love to do is get it to a place where there were a lot of eyes on it. That way, I could then have people on that I know are funny or I know are good musicians or actors or whatever, and other people would see them. Yeah, That is the ultimate goal. If I could still do stand-up as well, which I still like to do, even though I haven't done it as much, I would love that. I don't want to ever let that go, I don't think. But ultimately, yes, if I had my way, I would I would have Spectacular Show be just that, a crazy late-night style show. It doesn't even have to be on at night. It could be on during the day. It could be for kids coming home from school. I don't care. But I would want it to be a thing where, like, I cut a monologue, then I go to my desk, then a wall opens up, and I start <laughs> launching pies out the window. The thing is, is that uh, you're kind of limitless in that, you you are a big kid in what I've seen. Yes. You relate to kids. You think like that. You love video games. You love cartoons. And yet you are an adult that is intelligent, that has had all this experience. So it's all of these things paired together. There's so many things that you could do with that. And so I see that there's all these different avenues you could take with that. Yeah. Which is pretty awesome, man. You're pretty awesome. Um, no, you. And I just want to ask you one more thing. Other than spectacular show, other than career-oriented stuff, what what else would you say is important for you in your life? We, we important about, for me in my life. Yeah, moving forward, <laughs> like you talked about what ideally would go – Career-wise, well, I'm finally. Uh, well, sorry, I don't now. I don't understand the question. We talked about spectacular show. Yeah. Ideally, what would that be like for you? Ideally, what would make you happy? Like, well, that's the weird thing is for the first time in my adult life, I really am happy. I'm not happy every second of every day, but yeah. for so long, I was miserable, or I was, you know, or I was happy and didn't realize it. One mm-hmm. of those things. Yeah. But for the most part, I very much like where I am and what I'm doing. I would love for my life to be me doing this instead of having to go to work. Um, I would love for this to be my work. And if that were the case, then that would be perfect, I would say. Short of that, I mean, things are pretty good. It's, It's really hard to complain 
That's pretty awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. It is. Thank you so much for being here. You're welcome. Is it okay if I plug my stuff? Oh, um, I'm so sorry. Please plug your stuff. Are you kidding? Well, Spectacular Show is available, again, everywhere except Stitcher. I don't know why it's not on Stitcher. What is Stitcher? You're going to have to tell me after this. <laughs> it's just a podcast. It's an app where you can get podcasts. But basically, everywhere else, Google, iTunes, you know, Podbean, Spotify. Spotify, it's everywhere. Yeah. The website is spectacularshow.podomatic.com. The Instagram is at spectacularshowpod, at spectacularshowpod. That's also our email, spectacularshowpod at gmail.com. Give us a listen. Give us a download. Send me some notes. Let me know what you think. Let me know what else you want to hear, talk about, see, guests, ideas, jokes, whatever. Let me know. Great light. Rate, like, subscribe. Rate, like, and subscribe. <laughs> We've got our guy, Synthbot, every week. He He's sings got his own you guy, a song. Man. His own guy. I've got my own robot <laughs> that sings to you every week and encourages you to rate, He's like, and people, subscribe. He's good people, guys. He's good people. And he does it every week, no matter what I ask him. He's the best. He's Synthbot. like diehard worker, man. He's so loyal. He's the man. Oh, man. Check it out. I laughed my ass off. I've been a part of it. It's been a pleasure when I have laughed my ass off. Got to work with this son of a bitch. Hell of a son of a bitch. <laughs> One hell of a son of a bitch. Join us again. Please join us again. You are wonderful. You are. And spectacular show, pod, all that good stuff. Check it out. It's the best. Bye, guys. See you next week. Bye.